0: Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Racing Boys, and if you ain't listening to them, you get out of the country, because you're a communist.
2: I love Racing Boys. Like Mater says, they make me happier than the tornado and the trailer park. You know, the funny thing about that is, the Larry voice and the Mater voice are exactly the same. Get her done!
1: Welcome to Hour 2 of Track Talk on the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. Here again are the racing boys, Scott Trailer and Kirk Elliott. Welcome back. It's hour number two of Track Talk, and it's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. That's right, sold to the world. Kirk, did you know that?
3: Yes, I did. Made know right
1: that. here in America, and it's sold to the world.
3: I was aware of that. Yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> Great partners, uh, Lucas Oil products have been with the Racing Boys now going on I think twelve years. Man, oh man, that's a long relationship, isn't it, Kurt?
3: Yep. They're the best.
1: Yep, sure enough. Uh
3: we've got uh How'd AM- you like
1: that hour number one with uh Raul Romero from the Midwest Racing Association? Yep. And Rick Salem. Man, I got I gotta start off by saying I feel a little bad for Rick. Why? No, he doesn't want to stop. The problem the, the here's the problem. He's lost he's kinda like me. I thought about this during the commercial break here just a little bit. It's kinda like me. It, it 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 it's taking a little bit of the fun out of doing what I'm doing knowing that Kirk's leaving. Right? I I am when I when I look over here like this in the future on mostly motorsports, you're not gonna be there. And that's, uh, I'm not going to take m- much pleasure in that, just to be honest with you. So I, I
3: really understand where Rick's coming from. I think a lot of it has to do with his wife uh, that's well, no, he been said his, his partner le- for a
1: long time. He says that are not le- physically able to do it anymore. He, it wasn't his wife, Kirk. It was a friend of his that's 75 years old, a lady that was 75 years old. It wasn't his wife. Yeah. Where'd you get wife out of that?
3: Oh, I thought, okay. I stand
1: corrected. <laughs> uh, he never said wife, did he? I don't think so. I, think I don't talk about him. Did his, he say wife, Austin? No, he, no, he didn't Maybe say him wife. and his wife didn't, doing didn't,
4: something later, but that was... Right, uh,
1: don't get him in any trouble yeah. here now, Kirk. Yeah. You know, talking about his wife. But,
4: yes, yeah, so <laughs> I got that same feeling. You can hear it in his voice. It's yeah, right he didn't enough. want to give but up. It's, it's tough. You know, as well as I do, it's tough to move on to the next...
1: You know what's tough? Getting freaking old. That's what what's tough. You ain't kidding me, man. I've had appointments all week. Todd, long, you're man. how
4: old are you? Fifty three, man.
1: And I'm 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 ten years ahead of you, but I want to talk to you in ten years. Austin has no idea, no idea how bad it's going to be. How, how old are you, Austin? Eighteen years. Oh my god, that's your whole life in front of you. My god. One of our producers is going to be 18, Todd. 18 years old. And a damn good sprint car driver at that I'm, on top of younger it. Younger than my daughter. So, Yeah. I always wanted a son. Now I'm going to have to adopt John O'Neill's son. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Austin, turn that mic over there to you. Aren't you looking forward to Mostly Motorsports, bud? I am. Huh? I mean, seriously. This is something new for you and... and, and who knows what kind of opportunities that you know that can open up for everybody that does this show? I'm I'm hopeful that somebody out there will see that you're an outstanding driver. Maybe we can get you a ride in a sprint car someday, and you don't have to spend your family money doing it. Wouldn't that be great?
2: That'd be really nice.
1: That would be nice, wouldn't it?
2: That'd be a lot easier on uh, our the daily life. The
1: the, the the old wallet, mom and dad wouldn't be so stressed out all the time. You can bring his up. Just though. he's a little soft spoken there, Todd. You know what I mean? It wouldn't that be nice to be able to bring that up and 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 not have to worry about mom and dad pulling it out of their pocket all the time,
2: especially when you have years like I just had, where you crashed five complete cars, and then your pocketbook starts turning. You guys spent hurting. some money this year. Didn't yeah, we you? spent way too much money. We spent about two and a half years' worth of racing in one year. Yeah, you man, crashed I...
3: five cars this year.
2: That's yeah, pretty much. Now you... two complete cars and parts to make up three more cars. Now, you, did you junk out a frame this year? I did. Uh-huh. Got a Where was that at? Lake Ozark. Lake Ozark. May 30th. Art.
1: Yeah. You were fast that night, too, by the way. Somewhat fast. Weren't you running near the top five that night?
2: Yeah. I think I won the heat race, tried something in the dash, started like eighth, and five cars, three or four cars flipped in front of us on you know the five tries of the race they had. Right. And I was flip six. <laughs> so I made half a lap. Half a lap. We had new tires on it. And they were Don't still, hate it still when brand happens, new. Man.
1: Darn it. Well, anyway, so we're looking for, uh, forward to uh, Mostly Motorsports. Again, that's going to debut January 10th, Monday at 11 a.m. at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's all brought to you by LucasOil Products. Again, made in America's sold to the world. Want to thank them for coming on board with the new show as well. Um, Kenny Brown's going to join us here in just a few minutes. Um, are we going to talk to Lee today? No. We're uh, giving Lee the day off.
3: Lee is in Hawaii. Yeah, we don't want to wake her up early in the morning in a Hawaii. She's probably
1: doing yoga as we speak right now. Uh, Wouldn't five, you
3: think? No, 5 o'clock in the morning, she's probably still She's asleep. probably
4: getting ready to get up to do her yoga.
3: Yeah,
1: I'd say she could be yoga. At
3: 5 o'clock in the morning?
1: 6 o'clock. That's when people do that, Kirk. Don't you know that? Yeah, but not when you're on vacation.
4: When you're on the beach in Hawaii and you're a yoga person, you do. You just go down to the beach and it's quiet. And
1: Kirk doesn't know a thing about yoga.
4: And yet. And you get into your zen and you uh,
1: zen out, man.
4: Zen out, and you let those waves just crash and and uh, the sounds take you away.
3: Uh, I'd love to go to Hawaii someday. Check that out. Hey, uh, I want to remind everybody: we've got a race tonight on Racing Boys. It is the season finale for the American Bank of Oklahoma ASCS Sooner Region, presented by Smiley's Racing Products. Tonight at Caney Valley Speedway. Starts early, gates open at 2, hot laps at 4.30, races at 5. So if you're in the Caney, Kansas area, uh, be a good night of racing. They've got uh, factory stocks, pure stocks, and tuners on the card down there tonight. We'll have it live on Racing Boys. Start time 5 o'clock, so tune in for that.
1: Hey, Todd. Run upstairs and grab my laptop off off the dining room table for me, would you, man? Your laptop died on you? Uh, it just disconnects from the internet sometimes. Mine mine's doing it too. You're I'm still connected. Mine's doing it, today. it is? Yes, sir. Huh. I don't know what the heck's going on. This computer's been acting up, though. I know that. Me and Kirk have had some issues with it here in the last few days. So.
3: Well, I, I guess I'm lucky. My uh, computer's still hooked up to the internet. So, I, yeah. I, what can I tell you? We got two different internets coming in here, too. So, maybe I'm not on the same one you're on. But that computer you got there is old, so. We
1: well, been able to uh, my, that my thing computers forever. that I they've been running up and down the road forever. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's uh, hard to keep them fresh when you do what we do to them. Well, that's true. So, well, anyway, Kirk, uh, let's uh, let's get back to talking about uh, what do you think? Uh, in I don't need the power source; it, it'll hold up for an hour. Um, what do you think about? How many cars do you think that uh, Kenny Brown series is going to get? Uh, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, if they
3: get a dozen cars a night, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, he might get more than
1: that. You know, there's some guys. Uh, to be to be brutally honest with you, um, I've talked to several people. And there's a lot of guys that want to go 410 racing. I'm just not sure there's many people out there that can afford to go 410 racing.
3: Is that because the cost of going 360 racing has caught up with the 410? I find that hard to believe, but not... that would be the only reason that I could come up with of why you would uh, see a lot of guys come over from 360 racing to go 410 racing.
1: I, I you know it's getting closer, right? I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and deny that three sixty racing is cheap. I mean I'll go back to it back in the day, right? When the Ford when the Ford motor came into the sport the cost of three sixty sprint car racing went up. Because at the time you could buy a brand new 360 motor for about $45,000. $45,000 you could purchase one for. But when that Ford came in, those motors went up to about 50, 55,000. So the next thing you know, the motors, the Chevrolet motors, those guys, those engine builders started charging more. I don't know if they started doing more to the cylinder heads or whatever to get caught up with the Ford, but the Ford was superior to the Chevrolets. The Fords were definitely superior to the Chevrolets. They'd get up off the corner better. They had more torque. You could turn more RPMs with them. They really excelled on the big tracks, the Ford motor did. And, and, and so I just think that when monkey see, monkey do. You know what? You're selling your motors for 55000 So am I now. And I think that's what happened. I yeah, think- not only that. The cost of
3: everything has gone up. Hey, I mean, everything. Fuel to get to the racetrack. Uh, the cost of everything. Right. And it's going to continue to go up. Right. That's the... That's the big problem. Inflation. Well, and and, and
1: another problem, if you've got a top flight 410, you're going to have to freshen that motor up. I mean, one that can contend with the world of outlaws, right? If you have one of those motors, you're going to have to freshen that motor up every seven to nine races. Compared to a 360 motor where you can run, you don't want to do it, but I've seen guys run them 25, 30 races. How many nights do you have on your motor? Hold on. I can't hear you.
2: We put 25 on them.
1: 25. Yep. What if you had
2: to refresh in your motor every seven to nine races? (laughs) I wouldn't be doing it. Right. I mean, every rebuild... Is about five to seventy five hundred dollars.
1: A four ten, it's probably more closer to ten, right? Yeah, right. So just think about that, Kirk. Yeah the other
3: the other big challenge right now is uh, getting your hands on on parts. You know the the supply chain is not going to get rectified anytime soon. So how how quickly are you going to be able to get parts and pieces?
1: Well, I. Don't, I, I you know i haven't investigated the parts and pieces of things yet i, I haven't checked into that yet i'm sure austin when, when you talk to your engine builder do they talk about uh having an issue getting parts right now
2: yeah last year um especially i had a hard time trying to get pistons for my motor I actually had to borrow a motor to start the season i haven't heard what. What this season and this winter's rebuilds gonna look like for parts? Um, I plan on going down there tomorrow, so I might have an update for you guys next week. Right. But if it's the same track it's been on all summer, it's gonna be a rough winter. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, Paul
1: wants to know: Do you do the broadcast from your home, Scott? Yes. This studio is a studio that I. Uh, that that uh, that camera is out of focus. You know, there's a focus ring on it on the in- no no not that one your camera, oh, yeah. um, yeah we do it from from our from my house no doubt we've got a really nice studio down here state of the art it's got all the whistles and bells that you would have in any other studio all the lights the cameras uh, everything that uh, that uh, that you need we've got professional streaming computers our friends built from uh, uh, Dirt Vision. We've got three of those streaming computers, and we've got the switcher and mixers and all the things that you need to have a a, a nice studio. Kirk, there was a time when we worked out of Sports Radio 810's old building. Yeah. And and that building, well, let me just tell you, folks, that building turned into crap. And it was in a pretty bad neighborhood. And when Kirk and I had a drive-by right in front of the studio one day, that's when we started thinking about you know what maybe we need to move out of this neighborhood, but the expenses were great. Oh, the rent the rent, the rent was, was free, fabulous. It was free. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah.
3: appreciate uh, Chad Boger and all the folks over at Union Broadcasting for allowing us to work out of there as long as we did. But uh, the mold got us more than anything.
1: Right. We so then move we moved, then we moved into a. God, I hate even telling people a duplex. This. We moved into a townhome. Townhome. And we made a bedroom. Yeah, it really wasn't a duplex. It was a townhome. It was a townhome, yeah. and we made a bedroom. Yep. Our second studio was a bedroom.
3: That was from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty. Had 2020. curtains hung
1: up all around the walls. Yeah. Had some lights. It was kind of a sh- shaky deal. Yeah, there
3: about uh, what three and a half years. Yeah, something probably, like that. Something like that. Yeah, that was good, but this is so much better.
1: Well, than this, where we're at today. We've got about a 1, thousand, twelve hundred square feet where we're in now. Yeah. We're not in. A, yeah. We're not in a bedroom. You know, the thing I like
3: about working out of here versus yep. the old 810 studio, Yeah, it feels, you know, when you hang out here and watch races on the weekend, and, you know, it feels like home. You know, when you're hanging out at the old studios, it, it just had a sterile feel to it. You didn't want to really hang out there uh, in the evening.
4: Yep.
1: Uh,
3: here, it you're in, you know, this is more of a homey atmosphere. It just feels comfortable but it seemed like when we were at
1: the old 810 studio that we were there together more because we had our offices and we were there and you know it seemed like we were we were together more often
3: well i could be
1: yeah but well it was only how many minutes from your house
3: Well, I spent more time here while you were out on the road. You'd be gone for weeks on end out Kirk, on the road. I spent a, more time over here while you were gone than Kirk's when probably you were been in my house more than <laughs> I've
1: been in my house.
3: Well, probably not at this point, but there for, for this at the start, that's
1: probably true. And this set that you see right here, this is out of the old Sports Radio eight ten yeah. studio, right? It is the original set. This the, is it.
3: The, the desk is the original Sports Radio eight ten. At the old Union Broadcasting studios.
1: The people that have broadcasted at this table yeah. right here is unbelievable. Yep. The names and the people. It's, uh, I mean, the who's who of, of sports. George Brett. We've had a lot of Chiefs football players do shows here. Kevin Kiesman. Seren Petro. The morning show. The border patrol—they did their show at this table. I mean, it, it, a lot of people have done their show. Jason Whitlock, Jason Whitlock, <laughs> did it from this table. Yep, yeah, a lot of so, different people. I anyway. think hey, you've had
4: politicians We've talked about some of the politicians that actually sat at that table back that were doing the show over there. I was i can't remember who it was. And we we. I can't remember which politician it was. Somebody was running for state. I'm sure it was a mayor. It was that a...
1: country singer that we had on out at Kansas. City, oh yeah,
4: um, Kirk what? got a picture of him with him. Cole Swindell? Direct... Cole Swindell. Cole Swindell.
1: Cole Swindell. Is he big now? I don't know. Is Kirk.
3: He, is he big? Kirk. He he was private. He he was really big at the time. Yeah, he yeah. was. He time. had a big hit. He was big, big. Big NASCAR fan. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey. The
1: biggest interview maybe that we've ever done was was Gene Simmons though. Yeah. I mean, he's the biggest rock star that we've ever done. I have never in my life
3: been in the presence of anyone that gave the aura and the feel that Gene Simmons gave off while sitting there next to interviewing him. I've never felt that
1: before. Dude in my has life. some funky hair, though. He man. had uh, he,
3: he he had this energy and this vibe around me that I've never felt before.
1: Yeah. Uh, Paul Nelson says they're excited for Skagit Speedway to go 410 racing again. Let me ask you this, and we'll Paul. We'll see how that works out, Paul. Let me ask you, how many four tens do you think Skagit's going to get? That's what I want to know. They
3: won't get as many for the Dirt Cup as they did for the with the three hundred and sixty cars. Yeah, but that's just my guess. We'll see how it works out. Uh, I mean, it, it, the the trend here seems like more four ten racing that we're heading back more of that not less and is that because we've got more 410 sprint cars out there i
1: don't know well you know i think people i don't think so you know i i I think people are the lure to 410 racing really is the money right but uh, i can tell you i like the direction that terry maddox is going with ASCS. Absolutely. He's already increased, brought the purse back up, Yep, $200,000. You know, this year it paid 40000 to win the championship. Next year it's going to pay 50000 like it did the year before. Yep. And uh, I'm sure Terry's working hard at trying to, I don't know if he's trying harder to get him any tow money. First of all, I have a problem with calling it tow money it shouldn't be called tow money it should be called appearance money because when you have a 2 day show and that promoter doesn't see you leave the leave the pits i almost said it didn't i Todd i i just about dropped the f bomb right there on the air didn't i uh it, anyway i i i'm just saying i don't know Kirk
3: I think Terry's done uh, some excellent uh, moves here in terms of the qualifying, the format, uh, trying to up the point fund, do th- a lot of things to attract uh, a lot of these guys to run the full circuit. And the scheduling, I think, is important, too, uh, that well, he's going, he, the, these West Coast trips I, I, uh, cost I, too much money. So you kind of, you kind of tighten up that schedule a little bit where it's more doable from a travel standpoint i think that's a good move i hear
1: the trips to pa and the northwest are done i think that's good well kirk we know because we're just like one of the teams when we travel up and down the road right maybe we don't have the expense of crashing a car like the team does right but we have hotel fuel labor we have to deal and with all of those things
3: went up dramatically in twenty twenty one.
1: Motel rooms that were seventy dollars are now one hundred and twenty dollars. Right. Fuel prices, fuel went prices up. are up over a dollar more again. gallon. Exactly right.
3: So I think so I think Terry's making a lot of good moves here, and I, do too. Uh, I like I like a lot of what he's doing. Yeah. So anyway, there is
1: that. Hey, uh, it would be nice if they could. Here is what would be. I am going to tell you what would make ASCS get right back in the middle of the conversation of where do you race and and people would really start thinking about it more you know when it paid six thousand to win remember that kurt yep Uh, one year we averaged 60 cars i think a race well that's too many I don't think you'd get that number now. you get
3: around 30, 40 cars at oh, no, a lot no. of these events. you get 40
1: to 50 cars every yeah, event. That'd be good. If you paid $6,000 to win.
3: Sure. And there is still, I mean, there's always been some marquee events in the national tour for the ASCS that draws, you know, 50, 60 cars. I think that's good. Uh, but by and large, you want star power. On your national tour, you well, there's want,
1: there's some stars still yeah. in ASCS. Maybe not like in the early days. The, the more, the
3: better. <laughs> that's what I I'm mean.
1: We there's a handful of stars that are still yeah. Over there's still it. star power not. on the right. There the, always
3: been star power on the ASCS tour, but I'm saying the more, the better. Right. So that's that's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: But if you remember when I started, there was Jason Johnson, Shane Stewart, Gary Wright, Brady Bacon, Tim Crawley um blake hahn johnny herrera um who am i forgetting brad loyette uh did i say wayne johnson maybe yeah there's there was a sure. ton, of, ton of good drivers
3: absolutely Yeah. so right. it, it, it was all good
1: yep let's go to the phone and bring in a friend of the racing boys he's been good to us down at lake ozark speedway uh he's also the owner of Power Eye. Kenny Brown joins us now on the show. Kenny, how you doing, my friend?
0: I am doing great, guys. How about you?
1: Well, we're doing good. Uh man, listen. You know, we sit here and we we look at the 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 direction that you're taking the Power Eye League and bringing in 410 sprint car racing. I think there's a little momentum right now in 410 racing because there was a lot of guys when the All-Stars came up this way. um, MOA, you know, some guys went over there and run with MOA when the World of Outlaws come in. I I think some of the guys went in there, jumped in, got a little taste of 410 action, and I'm not so sure maybe the timing of your 410 deal might not be right.
0: (laughs) Well, we're hoping it is. You know, for the last Two, three years, we've been wanting to get it going. Um, but then the lake came into play last year, so we kind of put it on pause. And then getting the lake, you know, with the venue it is for winning sprint car racing, whether we're running ASCS, the All-Stars, um, oh. the World Outlaws, mm-hmm. it was just something that fit for us. Um, and the other thing is we were – we you know, we've got a, a good tier system where you run – you know, quarter midgets, micros, off to sprint cars, um, but we just felt like we needed to add the wing sprint car to continue to detain our drivers and and give them another option. Um, that's kind of why it came up, and and it's in the just like you said, we're running the all stars down there when. I've been running the All-Stars for the last since they started the inception up at uh, Wisconsin and it just working with them, you know, we were trying to get an All-Star West out here but that wasn't in the cards but we tried um and then they still wanted to work with us. So by doing this, you know, we can also do some co-sanctioned shows with uh with the All-Stars and with the Outlaws and things like that. So I think uh I think it's going to be good. It's going it's it's always a little uh it be your first season trying to get tracks, get the schedule going. And then Terry with ASCS, he's just knocking them dead, doing a great job trying to revitalize that. And that's the other good thing is working with Terry and ASCS. We've got ASCS coming in, you know, Memorial day and labor day. And we're just looking around to see where 410 wing sprints are really running and try and stay off that. I mean, It's tough to compete with Knoxville and what's going on there. But there's some opportunities out there, Um, and maybe not for the top ten and the outlaws, but certainly for the guys in the Midwest.
1: Wouldn't you say there's a great opportunity because you've got the non-wing cars, you've got the midgets, that you can have your own race. You you don't need to bring any outside sources in like a – you know another series or anything you can run 410 wing sprint cars you can run non-wing cars you can run a midget race are you planning on trying to run all three of them at at one time at some point
0: actually um you know memorial well just to let get, let you in on what we're working on with scheduling to answer your question yes so like Memorial Day weekend, um, it's tough to run four tens that weekend because it's tough Memorial Day weekend because everybody's trying to get out of the box and go running that weekend. It's a first right. three-day weekend. Everyone's out of school, and they're trying to get something going. So that weekend there, we're going to run ASCS, the national tour at, at the lake, uh, Friday, Saturday, and then Double X had asked us to work with them so that they could have the hockey memorial that sunday you know and they're the ones to originally have the hockey memorial i want to help them keep that going jack and them have just been fantastic um, for our series not let alone as great racing partners and partners in general Um, so that weekend there we'll probably run the non-wing friday saturday and then let them go to double x with the 360 and that's why we're Take it off that Sunday to support a local track, having said that memorial day or labor day weekend, I plan on running three sixties at which will be a s c s national r four ten show, the midgets and the non wing spread cars hmm. hey let me let me ask
1: you a question uh, this was somebody told me this the other day, and I just want to ask you and maybe you can confirm it to me are you planning on running just three oh fives at the lake in in 2022 are you going to have a weekly 360 class at the lake?
0: No, what we plan on doing and I I've, I I've, I've, uh, I've said this to a lot of guys when about 3 years ago when Tim owned the lake, I had tried to convince him into bringing 305s in mm-hmm. and that was the start of it. Um and, and you know, there's there's questions you do a 305 open do stay with the race savers. However, we're choosing to stay with the race savers because of the I think the, uh, the National Point Fund and tying them guys together, we get people calling all the time, are you race saver or sanctions? So we're going to stay that route just because I think the rules are for what the 305s are mm-hmm. will help us identify it. Then we, we plan on running the 305s as much as possible. So an example, we're opening up with the outlaws. We're running the 305s. We're going to try and run the 305s and build that class. Um the three sixties for us, you know, in respect to a s c s and if they're off running somewhere, I don't want to try and split the field with them. Mm-hmm. Running just a three sixty race here and there, I'd rather focus on our four tens and and run them and then still have a s c s in for for shows too, so yeah. trying to answer your question, I'm going to run three oh fives damn near every time the tracks open. What, what
1: what was the average car count uh, down there this year for the So Are you a little concerned we getting, about that, we, just a hair?
0: No. We were getting about 15 cars um, when we stuck with our, I our program, um, but we can get about 15 to 20, and that's what I'm going to try and do is build the, actually 15 cars is great in any field you get, but sure. uh, you start getting less than that, it costs you a lot. Of, it costs, starts costing you money. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 305s I think uh they, they put on great racing and I can run them weekly. I can't run 360s weekly just cuz the purse is so high. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you got to pay them at least a thousand, twelve hundred to win if you're going to run 360s yeah, and I, weekly. Yeah,
0: you know, and I like paying 1500 to win for that and Right. Uh, it's too know, much, right? It is.
1: Yeah.
3: Hey, uh Kenny this is Kirk, uh, what what is your expectation as far as car count for the 410 on the one-off events? that you have in the first year? How many cars would you expect? Well, you what
0: know, What would you be field. satisfied yeah. with? I'd like to see a full field. I think that's going to be sometimes stretching it, but I think I can get 18 to 25 cars. That's my goal. Now, I do have a lot of drivers that have reached out to me, and I'm going to reach out to them as soon as I get done you know, we put out a press release just announcing it so people can plan for it. Now we're we're working on all the details for the the purse amounts, the the tow money, everything, all the different incentives we get can offer them to support us. Um, and the other thing is timing, mean, Kurt. When it comes to scheduling, you know, you definitely don't want to schedule when the Knoxville Nationals are going on. Or you know, I, I've got right. some neat opportunities. You know, when when the All-Stars are here for two days, they want us to co-sanction all their races with them. I mean, even they, when they came here, we had 22, 25 cars. I think this year will be a little different with Power Eye having a a series and offering points and money. I think we'll see that go up to 35 or, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah. Ideally, Kenny, what would you – I'm not saying this is where you'll start, but where would you like for it to end, the purse – how much would you like for it to pay to win, and how much would you like for it to pay to start? And do you know where you'll start out at and where you hope to end up at?
0: Yeah, well, I've learned a lot from what all the other sanctioning bodies are doing, you know, especially with certain certain venues. So what we're going to do, we want to make sure we're taking care of the the back part of the field. I know everyone always says you should, but this time we did. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, we're looking at the show up money and tow money and give it back to the drivers that really need it instead of the, just the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that we're looking at a 500 to start and four to 5,000 to win. And right now I've got everything based off 5,000 to win. Um, but we can, if like, for instance, if you're a two day track, I'd back the first night off to like 3,500 to win and five and 500 to start. And then, the second night would be a 5,000. We do have some eight and $10,000 purses out there already that, that guys are signing up for. So, um, you know, again, the biggest thing is to try and schedule these around everyone. You know, I worked good with uh, Kenny Dobson at Jacksonville. Mo is not, you know, we've talked many times. I'm not interested in trying to go into Illinois right now at this point until things change or, you know, Kenny doesn't want to do it or whatever, but, you know, Kenny's main goal is to focus on Jacksonville, so mm-hmm. trying to stay off what he does as well.
3: What about uh, corporate sponsorships, title sponsors in in the pipeline well, now? What are you looking yeah, at there?
0: You know, we're working with Lucas right now. They're pretty much our title sponsor okay. on everything, um, but I'm supposed to go down and meet with them uh, right before PRI, and I don't have any reason to believe they wouldn't want to stay on with that, especially... Mm-hmm what that brings to T V and how it can all work. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll see, we'll see on that. I'm not going to just give it away right now until I make sure I've exhausted everything to, to get the, the most bang for the buck. Cause gosh only knows we're going to need it, uh, with all the incentives we're going to do.
1: Well, I know Lucas has been really good to you as well as us over the last decade and, uh, they're great partners. So, Uh, that would be great if LucasOil comes on board with your new 410 Sprint Car Series. That would be a bonus. Anything new going on that we need to know about with the non wing stuff and the, uh, the, the midget racing? Do you got anything? the non
0: wing, you know, we're going to continue to do what we did last year. Last year was one of the best schedules we ever had. Um, you know, with USAC running non wings and you got the, the, the wingless group, you know, you got to be careful because, we don't want to have between the, the three of us. USAC only comes in once a year; it's not a big deal. And I think all the all of uh, our you know our top five, top ten, they like to run with with USAC when they come in. And and right. I see, I, I want them to go support that. As far as routine racing for non-wing, yeah. it's it's a tough deal um, because you can't get it up to the amount you want just because of the what it brings in fan base wise, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta pay what the market's paying is what I'm saying. So
1: right, right. Um, the non
0: we we're gonna continue to focus on it. That's one of my series that I started running last year, and I I love that series. The guys the the teams are great. They're grassroots. They're down to you know they're that's a working man's class. They they right. they have to work. They're not by any means off professional racing and so to speak, where Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's all they do, you know? Right, right.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you're, uh, uh, let me, let me just follow up with one question. I, I, I'm only asking this because we had Raul Romero on a little bit earlier, and he would love to work with you guys so you guys don't schedule on top of each other. Do you ever think there's a time to when you can work with another promoter and try to make things a little bit easier on everybody? I mean, is there any opportunity there, Kenny, to, to kind of work with the uh, Raúl in the future with the MWRA. I know that you guys are trying to do the same thing, but I mean, I think sometimes when you guys are trying to run on the same date, it it kind of hurts both of you a little bit, right? Do you think there's any chance that you could work with Raúl in the future?
0: Oh yeah, it's not out of the question. I mean, all we got to do is pick up the phone and try and contact each other. Right. I think uh, it it uh, you know I anyone that goes out and try and run a series, whether it's Raul, myself, Terry, anyone. There's a lot of challenges and gaps there. I mean you know, it's not just about the money, but it sure helps when it's more than a thousand to win or two grand to win and right. you can get the start money up. Going back to Raul, yeah, I think we can work together. I think sometimes you just have to figure out what it is we're both trying to do and put a two, three year game plan together. And I don't mind doing co sanction races. Um with anyone it's just you know there's there's times we shouldn't be racing on top of each other I agree uh, be, because of the like what you're saying you know you I'll use grain valley if we go to grain valley and then you're racing down the road at US 36 that doesn't help anyone
1: right um, right no I, and I agree with you and, and I would love to be able to see that in the future I'm not trying to uh, force a oh, marriage no. here I'm just I'm just talking as a fan right because Really, the fan is the big loser when that happens. Yeah. Right. So that's that's all I'm saying is that hopefully that the, the two of you can get together and maybe you can get something worked out and, and 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 work together in the future. And I think that would be best for both series. Myself.
0: No, I agree with you. I mean, we do. There's some. We've got some big races coming up at the lake for the Donnelly Nationals and things like that. We'd sure like to reach out to him and see if he'd want to work with us. Yeah.
3: I'm betting that he would. Yeah, I, I, no I, just, I just bet that right now. Hey, boy, you've got to be really excited about the young talent that's come forward in your midget series. I mean, Bryant Wiedemann, man, he had a great night last night in the podium out at the Hangtown 100. He's your champion. Brent Cruz, young guy, winning all the races that he won this year. So just kind of talk about this young talent that man. you're seeing grow through the uh, Power Eye Midget League.
1: Great talent.
0: Well, and and I think one thing, you know, when it comes to the national midgets, yeah, our insurance is is we we start at a younger age. When you compare, you know, and just to uh, to get to the young talent, one thing about Power I, we're we're not out on the West Coast, we're not out um, in Arizona running midgets. Midgets are a tough deal um, because it, there's only so many cars out there. It's not like it's not like sprints where, they're, you you know, if you can bring 10 in, the the area will support it. Well, I can go into a place with 15 midgets and that's it. You know, it's not like, oh, so-and-so's got a midget up the road, he'll be here. So for us, we're kind of a, um, you know, our our national midget series kind of a, a We have a lot of locals that run when we're at Belleville and Macon and Jacksonville from the Illinois area that we've grown and gotten bigger. Same way when we come to Kansas City, um, you've got some locals there that'll run. Unfortunately, you can't keep a local regional midget series. It's just not feasible today with the cost of motors. So when we get Tim's and we get Brent Cruz and we get Abadesian and we get all these younger kids that come in because they're, parents are financially um, better off than some, you know, and Mm -hmm. and they can come in and and do these rental rides and things. Power eye is kind of a beginning stage for them. And a lot of times they'll they'll run two years with us, then they'll go run the USAC circuit. And then after that, that's where you got to try and detain your drivers. And what I mean by that is when you look at a Logan CV, you look at a Uh, Sunshine, you look at um, 80 to 90% of the drivers outside of a Justin Grant, Chris Windham, Meserol. They've got about five or six that really didn't run with power. Most of them start with us, like Christopher Bell, Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, Tony Mm -hmm. Stewart. They all came up through the ranks and ran with us for a couple of years, and then they go on. And that's kind of why the reason we're wanting to do the 410 is to try and detain these drivers a little bit longer. Like, um, you know, you look at sunshine, here's a prime example. He did the midgets. He did the micros. He even drove for us for a couple of years and then went off and, and ran non-wing sprints, then ran wing. Not everyone can jump in, into the all-star circuit and follow that for 80 races, like the 10 drivers that did this year. Um, But, the younger drivers, like Cruz and Tim's, you see, they're already dabbling in the wing sprint stuff because they know the longevity of being in a midget's only a couple of years, and yeah. that's usually the way it is. That the tenure in a midget is two years tops, three to four if you're really pushing it, or you got a late start. But right. the young talent. Is phenomenal. I don't even think Tim's will be allowed to run the chili bowl, will
3: he? Uh, well, they uh, they just came out with a uh, news story last night that the chili bowl has adjusted their age requirements, <laughs> and they're going to look at it at a it's case good, by case basis. So they
1: just uh, they so, just
3: released that last night.
1: Well, that's all right. I mean, it, listen, some fifteen year olds are better than others.
0: Yeah, it's just you know it, it's I like they're here i'm not saying tims can't drive there i'm not saying that at all right one thing nice is they had a hardcore rule of 16 stuck with it for the last 50 years and now all of a sudden they're going to adjust it so i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or why yeah it's not like they need to adjust it for more drivers
1: well i'm going to believe in matt ward and what they do down there and i'll sit back and take a wait and see approach on it this time around yeah Hey, uh, hey! But you know what? I uh, but I like your business model, though. I mean, really, seriously, it, you bring them up from the midgets, you put them in a non-wing car, then they get into the wing car, and maybe, just maybe, they stay loyal to you and stay with the four ten wing car, and, and you just start feeding that four ten series through your your entry level programs. I I say entry level. I don't. They're not entry level. Yeah, and
0: I think you know the other cool thing is whether. The nice thing about a wing sprint car is whether you got a 360 or a 410, you don't really have to pick. The majority of them when they start running wing races, they get a 360, they get a 410 because they're going to go chase the money races. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Uh of course we're all thinking about Dason Persley right now, the uh, that you know bad bad crash down there at Arizona last weekend. Your thoughts.
0: Oh, I'm just hoping and praying I'm staying in touch with his family you know these kind of times here you want to you want to reach out and give them all the support you can but stay away from what they've got going on personally and their battles and their challenges ahead but Dazen has been another one that came up Uh, he started backing off our races this year and started running a little more USAC um, just just for the the challenge and the other things he's doing plus he got really heavy into non-wing micros. As you can see, we did that KKM. And mm-hmm. He led, you know, he should have won it, but he didn't. Um, but Dazen, is a, their, their family is a phenomenal family, and I can only wish prayers and hope for him because that's not a easy road that he's got to travel right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, if, Kenny, before we let you go, uh, I'm going to give you the, the floor to say whatever you need to say to anybody out there. If you've got anything going on with any one of your series or something that you need to convey to the people that are listening here on Track Talk today, um, the stage is yours. So if, you, if you've got anything well, that you need to get out there.
0: You know, we've shifted more to the Midwest um, just because there's, you know, the non-wing in Indiana. The tracks do a great job there. USAC does a phenomenal job in there with non-wings. And we're trying to focus on the heartland here in the Missouri base. We're going to try and use Lake Ozarks as a base for a lot of the stuff we're trying to grow and do. Um, you know, with the we did the super stocks last year, and that was a phenomenal deal. We had over 120-some drivers register and run. And then, you know, now going forward, I just bear with us on the uh, wing sprint cars. We're going to get it off the ground. I, I give it you know, a three-year plan to get it to where I want it to be. However, everybody judges you the first year, so we're going to work real hard on that. to Pick and choose, get 20, 25 good races out there that are paying well and do some neat things. But uh, actually, everything is in the Midwest is fantastic. The racing boys, you guys helping out, just these kind of calls get out to the public and everything. So uh, we'll reach out to Raul, see if they want to do some stuff together. I don't know... You know, it's kind of tough, too, when you don't know their schedule, right? Um, whether the National or Midwest or whatever. So you kind of work off the years previous. But unfortunately, everybody's, you know, like in years past, you could say, OK, here's where the Knoxville Nationals, here's where Eldora is, here's where that is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm battling just with Lucas Oil Speedway because we've moved the show me showdown. I think the, you know, last year we moved it to stay away from a race. This year they moved it and now there's another race that, you know, uh, USAC scheduled a race at I 70. So we got to figure out do we go against them or, you know, Lucas working with them trying to move it, you know? So anytime you just pop in, that's the most challenging is people move their dates around and you think you know what it is. But we'd love you guys' support at the lake this year and all through the Midwest. And I'll try and keep you posted and love to, keep you updated on what we're
1: doing well we'll definitely do that on uh, mostly motorsports our our daily show that we're going to kick off down at the chili bowl on january 10th kenny thanks for taking the time this morning and educating Ah. all of our listeners out there about what's going on with power eye Uh, we're looking forward to your new 410 series and it it sounds exciting
0: well thank you guys and you have a great saturday i look forward to any time being on the show
1: all right kenny thanks so much bud we appreciate you Thanks, kenny there's Kenny Brown, the owner of Power Eye League. And uh, listen, Kirk, I mean, his business model makes sense, right? I mean, you bring them up through the midgets, bring them in the non wing stuff, then you transfer them over in the 410 stuff. And hopefully, over those course of those few years when they run with Power Eye, they stay loyal to you and they run with the 410 wing cars. Yeah. And Sunshine did a great job converting to a 410 car, by the oh, way. Oh,
3: yeah. But uh, there's not many drivers like Sunshine out there. So. No. We'll see how that works out for some of these guys. But his realistic approach to the Power Eye Midget League, I like that because it is the realistic mm-hmm. approach. These guys are not going to hang around uh, his midget league for a long time. A lot of these young guys are wanting to move up and go USAC or do other things. That's been the history. of mm-hmm. uh, Most of the drivers has come through his uh, Power Eye Midget League. So his realistic approach to that, I think, served him very well.
1: Um Jeff said, call it loyalty money, not tow money, not a money. Well, loyalty that'd, that'd money. be a good term. It's I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, Toe, uh, Tow
3: ke- money is, yeah, it's. Uh, that's kind of an outdated term, term. is it not? Yeah, I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah. Well, especially if you don't leave the pits overnight. Yeah. Well, those guys didn't tow from anywhere. So
3: I don't care. It doesn't matter to me at all what you call it. Well, I'm okay uh, with Kenny tow-body. said. I, I don't uh, care.
1: Kenny said, well, if 360 is expensive as you say, you can see why they move up to four He said 400. It should be 410. Especially if it pays more. Racers love to drive. Just give them a ride and off they go. I'm sure they are different. I'm just saying from a simple business perspective. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Brad wants to know, and Brad, uh, listen, you're getting in an area that I am not, and maybe you can help us with this a little bit, Brad, on on the uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, Brad says, what's your opinion on the reason for the decline of USAC non-wing sprint cars on the West Coast? I'm not familiar with the car count out there, to be honest with you, Paul. Um, If you could tell me what it was and where it's at now. You know, listen. um, Non-wing sprint car racing. Let's let's face it, man. That shit is dangerous. Well, it you know it's dangerous, and and I I think when guys get a little bit older, they start to bail out, and they start you know they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to flip their little buddy off going down the back straightaway or hop a wheel and junk a car. Man, man I'm telling you. But
3: that's not the case in other parts of the country. Well, California used to be a hotbed, probably for a long time the only mm-hmm. hotbed of wing, non-wing sprint car racing uh, out on the West Coast with the CRA and you know the all of the uh, legendary sprint car uh, racers that used to come out of there like you know the gas man richard griffin and you know Mm -hmm. rib williams and you know all the damian gardner is still he's still going strong but you know there's not as many of those guys as we saw years ago but on the other hand non-wing sprint car racing has grown in other parts of the country like here in the midwest in our area it's Mm -hmm. grown tremendously because the cost factor of running a non-wing sprint car is not as much as a wing sprint car when you talk in terms of the engines and you know all of that yeah it, it's more cost effective running non-wing sprint cars than it is a wing sprint car so that's that's drawn a lot of people into non-wing sprint car racing plus the cars are a lot safer than they used to be i mean let's be well honest. the safety equipment the safety equipment's yeah. a lot better
1: um, Paul says he's listening up in Washington. He says, we don't see a lot of non wing up here in Washington. You know, that's true. And yeah. I've been up there. I, I don't ever remember seeing a non wing race up there Yep. when I was in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Rod says, thanks for having Rick Salem on earlier. Best promoter in the country. Uh, Alan Miller chimed in and said, uh, Aaron Poe of Warrensburg, National Power Eye Stock Car Champion. Did you know that, Kurt? No. I did not know that. Uh, Kenny says, oops, I meant 410. You guys have been good teachers. Remember, I knew nothing about open wheel racing nine months ago. Well, that's always nice to hear, right? Didn't know a damn thing about, uh, open wheel racing nine months ago. and he, He's learned a thing or two right here on Track Talk. That's good. Um, Paul says we have the Ford Focus midgets, and we've carried their races for many years up there. We we didn't carry them this year, though, did we, Kirk, are you on your phone right now
3: during the radio show? Lee Spencer texted me here just a little while ago and said, "Are you going to have me on this morning?" I said, "Well, we're giving you a day off there, Lee. You know, enjoy yourself."
1: Well. So that's what I'm doing right now. Texting while we're on the air. I know. it. All right. right. Um, So Paul said, you know, that they have the Ford Focus midgets up there in the Pacific Northwest. And uh, Carla Stewart and her husband do a great job with that series up there. Uh, We've seen them at Skagit, Grays Harbor. Uh, They just do a phenomenal job promoting uh, the, uh, I don't even know if they call them Ford, it's the, what do they call that series up there now, Kurt? Ford—they don't call it Ford Focus anymore, do they? No, Carlos the
3: Stewart's Northwest Northwest Marcus midget series. Yeah. I don't know. It used to be used to have a sponsor on there that I don't think they've got anymore. So yeah. I just heard it called the. Uh, focus midget series. Todd, pull one.
1: up, click on that live video link there, Adam, and show them uh, our broadcast that we're having tonight. Kirk, we've got our final broadcast of the year. It's the ASCS Sooner Region from Caney Valley Speedway tonight. It's the Sooner Region. It was supposed to be a two-day show, right? Yeah. It canceled one day. This is the season finale. That's it. For the uh, Sooner Region. So,
3: uh, we've got uh, hot laps at this afternoon, gates open at 2 o'clock, first race at 5 o'clock, so tune in for that. Uh, we got it live on Racing Boys, so uh, we'll uh, look forward to that. I was looking at the uh, point standings uh, for the Sooner region uh, as we go into tonight. I think we've already determined who the uh, champion is going to be this year in the American Bank of Oklahoma ASCS Sooner region. And we have uh, Jeremy Campbell uh, that has the 102-point uh, advantage there. Sarah. I think that's pretty well all wrapped up, wouldn't you think? I haven't seen an official determination of that, but I think that Jeremy Campbell has already won the championship. Brandon Anderson in second, uh, Kyle Clark third, Ryan Timms fourth, and Blake Hahn fifth. As far as the Sooner region, we know a couple of those drivers won't be there tonight. I think, Blake, was he planning on running there tonight? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. I have we'll no all, idea. We'll all find out together. Last night, they had 33 cars at out at uh, Cocoa Paw Speedway last night. Sam Teep Jr., won the feature. He started on the pole, and he led all the way. And he won by about two seconds over Justin Sanders. Yep. And Wes Wofford and JT Imperial and Robbie Price, your top five. That's a good car count out of Cook, Paw. They'll do it again tonight out there. All right. Southwest region
1: of the ASCS. I was a little surprised to see Sam pull all the way out there. It must have paid pretty good to win. Did you see what it paid to win last night, Kurt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did not. I
3: didn't see it either. See. It doesn't say in the press release. Yeah, I don't I don't see what it is. Mm. But
1: anyway, well, saying. you know, you got to stay wheel sharp, right? That
3: used to be a place that you used to go to every year to end up the season for the ASAS Coca Paul Speedway. You'd uh, stay in the casino. I went out there with you one year. Uh, that's a great racetrack, and that that was a cool place to end up the season. I enjoyed yeah. those trips. You know, out there I, I love going out to Coca Paul near Yuma, Arizona. Let me
1: let me just say this: thirty three cars there last time. That's night. good. Good turnout. Nice turnout of cars.
3: That was really good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Lee said she'll join us next week. We're giving Lee the day off today. So, she's going to be at Ventura next week for Turkey Night. And so, she'll rejoin us on next week's show. So, right, she'll be out there covering that. Up. That's the reason we didn't want to bother her. She was out in Hawaii. We recorded her right. segment last week because it was so early out in Hawaii. Isn't she still out there? I think so. I told
1: you she was doing yoga when we went on there. We
3: just didn't want to. We didn't want to bother early on a Saturday morning in Hawaii, where it's four hours behind
1: us. You're you're more sensitive about that than I am.
3: Well, you said last week, "Don't bother, Lee. She's on vacation." We ended up recording her last week, which was good. So, but yeah, you know, we'll give her a day off.
1: All right. Well, we want to thank everybody that uh, tuned into the show today. Again, it's all been brought to you by Lucas Oil Products, made in America, sold to the world. Also want to thank all of our guests today. Uh, We want to thank uh, Raul Romero for talking about MWRA and Rick Salem um, making it official right here on Track Talk. He's leaving the Rebel Series. Now, he's still going to run the Rebel Series for a year or two, um, but he's no longer the owner. Uh, Maddox and Corby Promotions have uh, acquired the United Rebel Sprint Car Series. So, That's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Man, let me tell you, Terry Maddox has so much on his plate, right? He's got the Rebel Series, he's got OCRS, he's got ASCS National Tour, got all the ASCS Regions. How old is Terry now? He's like 26, and he's going to start getting gray hair any day now. (laughs) Any day now, Terry's going to start growing gray hair. Sleep is overrated, right? Oh my gosh, the boy is not <laughs> afraid of work for sure.
3: He's he's a good one. I'll tell you what. There's the you know for a young promoter and uh, you know in this industry at his age, what he's doing and what he has accomplished so far is is pretty special. He's
1: almost a kingpin in the business.
3: Yeah, right. And just think what that's going to be like in another ten years when he's thirty five or thirty six. You know, just how far along he's gotten by that time.
1: You know, I used to, I used to, Fuzzy and I used to talk a little bit about what was, you know, the future of ASCS. And I always said, if they ever sell it to anybody, if they ever did, I said, you need to sell it to somebody about 25 years old. Somebody that can do it for 30 years. Yeah. Don't sell it to some old dude that can do it for five or 10 years and then have to sell it to somebody else. Get it in somebody's hands that can run it for 25 or 30 years and continue on with the legacy that Emmett Hahn has. And wrote. it's not just
3: like he's getting started here. He's been doing this for a while. He's, so he's already a He's been promoting bicycle races at his house yeah. since he was a kid. Right.
1: right. Right.
3: So, yeah, good good going. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on there in Terry Maddox's plate, uh, picking up the United Rebel Sprint yeah. Series, got that. OCRS and ASCS and everything else that's going on.
1: Yeah, he's going to do a good job, though. I know he no, will. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, we know that. Yep. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, I want to also thank uh, Kenny Brown for joining us on the show, talking about his new 410 series. What's going on there? Um, you know, Kenny Brown. You know, love him or hate him, man, I'm telling you, that guy has done a lot for the uh, open wheel racing in this area, and uh, you got to thank him for that for sure. All right, don't forget, everybody, Mostly Motorsports is going to debut January 10th, Monday, at the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. We're going to have all kinds of guests. Probably have a little roundtable discussion the first day, and then we'll have the winners on each day after that. It's going to be a good show. We hope that you'll join us for that. Again, that's Mostly Motorsports, January 10th. That's brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Uh, Again, made in America, sold to the world. Uh, For Todd, you want to get something else? I just wanted to throw this in at the end. Congratulations
3: to all the NHRA champions. We watched the drag races out of Pomona last week. Steve Torrance winning his fourth straight Top Fuel championship. Congratulations to Ron Caps, his second Funny Car championship. He's old too. Yeah, good going. Everybody loves Ron Caps and Greg Anderson uh, winning his first Pro Stock title in eleven years. That's his fifth championship. And also to Matt Smith, his fifth title as well. Uh, enjoyed watching the drag race. And you know, one other thing is, before I get going, I watched the Formula One last week. And I don't normally Schumacher watch Formula One the racing. came from the back, didn't he? Lewis Hamilton
1: came oh, from the Hamilton. back of the pack Schumacher. and won that race. Why did I say Schumacher? He, yeah. does,
3: he doesn't even race anymore. Yeah, Schumacher. He's, but that's old school. Here's the thing about Lewis Hamilton. He's already tied Schumacher for seven world titles. He's leading the championship now. I think yeah. they got, what, about three more races to go? He's on the cusp of being the all-time winner of world driving championships. If he wins his eighth championship, he's the all-time winner. But watching him come from the back of the pack in Brazil last weekend, I enjoyed watching he, that.
1: He, Kirk, you know what the average pass for the lead is in Formula One? Not, not much. <laughs> 1.2. Yeah. <laughs> but to watch him come... Pass
3: everybody from the back of the pack. I I never thought I'd see that. But it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to thank uh, everybody again for tuning in. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving out there. Hope you get to spend time with your family. I know that a lot of people didn't get to do that last year with pandemic and everything that was going on. Hopefully this year you'll be able to travel, stay with your family, have a great Thanksgiving. Tell everybody you love them. And, and and just be true to your family, folks. That's uh, that's what life's all about. Again, for Todd, Austin, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott State Thanks for tuning into Track Talk. We'll see you next week right here on RBN, the Racing Boys Broadcasting Network. Baby, where you been? I love you, Leah But you let me go
2: Don't need another mother's